Hello and welcome to Behind Scouting Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Barber. So our podcast today, you may have heard or seen our guest online before. Mike, who's behind Scoutadelic, produces fantastic videos on Facebook and YouTube around loads of different scouting projects. From large scouting events such as London Monopoly Run to five-minute filler games for your section, Mike and his orange-hooded army have your back. Scoutadelic pushes the scouting bar and I'm amazed at the creativity in Mike's monthly videos. If you haven't heard of Scoutadelic before, then please search for them on YouTube or follow along on Facebook or Instagram. In this episode, I get to hear Mike's backstory, how Scoutadelic began, who Augie is, and I even get challenged to bring a Scout ambassador on behind Scouting at some point. So please join me as I become a little Scoutadelic. Hi there, so we're talking to Mike from Scoutadelic, and he's going to tell us a little bit about what he's up to. Hi there, Mike. Hello, how are you? Wonderful, and yourself? I'm not bad, thank you very much. So... Um, we'll get into Scoutadelic in a moment, but I'd like you to, to give us a bit of history or a bit of information about where your scouting journey began. So I started as a scout at Wellington St Matthews. Um, I did that for about three years. Uh, so I moved from being an assistant patrol leader to a patrol leader. Mm-hmm. And then I was studying for my GCSEs. So I left and that was kind of my end of my journey in scouting for a while. And then I did college and I started my first job and the group scout leader of the group had seen me in a shopping mall and asked me what did I do on a Thursday night. So I said nothing. And I went, I was a, a well, a helper for, the time, for every week. And then it turned out I became an assistant scout leader. Didn't quite enjoy it because I don't know, maybe because I was at, almost at the age of the scouts. So it kind of felt like there wasn't a big age gap. So I just really hated doing scouting. And then we did a a group camp where it was kind of like a district camp where our, our group went and all the other groups. And I was asked to sort out the Cub Scouts, get them occupied with some games whilst the Scouts put down tents. I went down there and I had the best two hours of my life with the Cubs. We were just doing silly games like um, I stood in the middle of the field and I gave them all a frisbee and I said, right, hit me. And, you know, do just do silly, wacky ideas like that. And I think it was less than a week before I talked to the group scout leader and said, look, can I actually help out at Cubs? I did both. <laughs> and then I became the Cub scout leader. I became an Arcala for almost 10 years I did I took them to London we did theme camps and all that jazz Uh, we started uh, vlogging most of our activities for the last like sort of two or three years of my time being an Arcala and then I kind of left that group and I do now uh, I have two national roles so I am a member of FLAGS which is the LGBT Active Service Unit. And I'm also part of Scout Content as a member. And they obviously have just started this year and they are there to promote via pictures, videos, events and scouting and positivity. So that's that's from where I started to where I am now. 
all started with that one hour a week that the GSL promised, I'd assume. <laughs> definitely, yes. So I think I think definitely I've I've um I've recently been helping out with the with our cup section and it's they just seem up for everything. I was a little bit hesitant, um, being well generally usually with the older group, so scouts and explorers. The cubs just seem to be up for anything, and it it really creates that passion for scouting. It's definitely a good fun. <laughs> Cub, cubs have an imagination where you can you can say to them anything. We did a, a space camp. And so we split them between scientists and the military and we had the beavers turn up and we had this cardboard cutout of a UFO. And you could obviously see it was a cardboard cutout and we had a smoke machine behind it. So there was smoke coming off it and like sort of uh, light, you know, like Christmas lights. And I had two of my cubs in the corner because the door dropped down and all these beavers dressed as aliens was coming out the this door. And I had two of my cubs scared because they actually really believed that aliens were invading this campsite that we were on. And one of my one of my leaders had to explain, no, 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 that's the beaver leader, and that's one of the beavers, and all the rest of it. So they have such a vivid and wild imagination. And being a cub leader, if you've got that um, like sort of imagination to, you know. If a cub wants to go to space, well, why can't you do that in the night? Why can't you do about planets and all the rest of it? So I think cubs, they've got a wild imagination. So just go with it. Have some fun with it. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah, definitely. So um, you kind of started talking about the vlogging. So is that how uh, Scoutadelic kind of started off? And what, what is Scoutadelic first, I guess? Um, so Scoutadelic is, <laughs> is just me uh, basically going around the UK and um getting ideas and learning new skills but trying to show other people and yeah it did start um well the idea started uh, with my cubs we'd record every week what we did uh, mainly for parents to see well, obviously what they got up to mm. and we found that actually other groups around the world so there was a group in australia who liked our video so much that they did their own version of the night that we did but instead of we use water bombs uh, on our cubs and they use custard pies it's kind of like they took our idea and then changed it to something that works with their group and it was like why don't we do more of that why as a scouting movement do we try to keep the things that we know or learn to ourselves you know we have the scout magazine that gives us hints and tips here and there but none of us say oh by the way this is a really good idea for cubs or or have you tried doing that it's only when we meet each other like at scout uh, like scouting events like Gilwell reunion or places like that that we actually have those conversations but kind of keep it to ourselves you know you guys probably have really amazing games or similar games that we already use so it's kind of like scout delic was more about sharing all those weird and wacky adventures showing that actually we're not that different you know what you do up north is the same as what i do in the middle and down south and around the world and yeah it's it's quite nice it's opened a lot of interesting doors and ideas from around the world you know i've got um and I, I speak to australian scouts now and i've i had one episode where we had uh, 35 different countries you know scouts from different countries all take part and mm. It, it makes the world seem like a, a much smaller place because, you know, we're all connected by this one thing, which is great. 
I completely agree. I think I think like you're saying, the more we can discuss as leaders and well within the UK and, and outwards, you know, the, the the easier that these activities become and also the variants kind of appear and, and they become a lot more fun and I guess engaging for the young people as well. So no hundred percent I completely agree there. Well it's exactly it's like the um so last year they did I think it was last year, they did a big U shape uh well no it's not a U shape event. It was uh, the summit, summit seventeen, and they had um, some scouts from Northern Ireland. Now Northern Ireland have a section that isn't associated with scouting, but it kind of flows in. It's the squirrels, um, mm-hmm. and it's the squirrel association. And I know that I met obviously my co-host. Um, she went to summit and she was very positive about you know these younger sections and the squirrels because she was a squirrel leader and mm. it's now got to the point where the scout association in the uk is actually pondering and doing you know testing these like sort of younger uh, sections out to see if they yeah. work or not so that's the thing if if that hadn't been mentioned or would that be a thing now? Would we be thinking about squirrel scouts or whatever it's going to be called? So, mm. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, well, the the younger age provisions that they're looking at is a very interesting space. I had reached out to our stand leader, what they're called, um, a squirrel leader in Northern Ireland, to see if we could have a chat about it. But there is a little bit of a silence on at the moment. Um, the, from, pro- the, from pro- the problem, the problem that I face, because when I went to Northern Ireland to film my episode in Northern Ireland. It is mm. kind of like because it's not connected with scouting. Mm. That's that's the grey area. It's like you know, it isn't a scouting movement over there. It's not a, a scouting section. Mm. It is their own different thing. It's the squirrel association run it, mm-hmm. and then obviously afterwards, it does usually lead into beaver scouts. So then they're connected to the scout association. So I think that's that's the grey area at the moment. But once, obviously, the UK decides whether or it is or it isn't, I think that might integrate what what is happening in Northern Ireland into an official section or group, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Beavers were started in the, in the very, well, in quite a similar fashion, I believe, um, way back when. Be- exactly, yeah. Before the beautiful grey uniforms that we all had. <laughs> <laughs> Tracksuit bottoms and top, all in grey. <laughs> Oh dear, I'm I'm slightly glad I'm I skipped that. I just did. Um, I just got into scouting, and that was scouts. That was it. I've got some beautiful pictures of myself <laughs> sporting one of them. But anyway, <laughs> well, the less said about that, the better. Most definitely. Um, oh no, that needs that needs to go out on the internet. That definitely <laughs> needs to go out on the internet. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so. Back to Scoutadelic. So, so what kind of what kind of things do you look at with with the Scoutadelic videos? So, it's through YouTube that you um that you broadcast mainly. But what kind of videos can viewers expect, or what have you done so far, and what what are you looking to do in the future? So, I try to tackle certain topics, uh, topics that interest me or I've never done before. Um, so, I never went to a gang show until last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always heard about them, but I never went. So, I did an episode just on gang shows to find out what they, were they all about. I've done one about Northern Ireland, for example. I've done about Cubs 100, Beavers 30. Uh, I've done an international one upcoming. Obviously, we've got the Jamboree next year. So, I, I want to do a, a Jamboree episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do one about skills for life. I've done one about U-shape. So it's various topics that, 
we might already do or might be a topic where you're like, oh, I've never done that before. I've never thought about doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives people hopefully an idea. And, and the, some of the topics are very broad. Other topics are very specific and uh, like sort of niche. Um, but hopefully inspires people. Each uh, each episode also has a different skill that my co-host teaches me. And I, I make sure that I don't persuade them to do anything. I, I let them decide what they're going to teach me and hope for the best that it's fun and engaging. Um, but I've done some weird and wacky things. I've learned a gangsha song before. I've done uh, rockets that explode. <laughs> Uh, what else have I done? Um, I've just done some amazing things that if I hadn't have done this, probably would never have tried or never have um, attempted to do. So, yeah, uh, Scaradelic, where we try to be different. We try to give you something every every month, something that makes you uh, think of an idea or go, oh, I could do that with my section or my group mm-hmm. and hopefully inspire people to have fun. That's great. So, is it is it a monthly video? Or is it do you do you have a set schedule, or is it just as and when you? No. So we uh, we go out on the first of every month. I've not missed a month yet. I've just I'm just filming. Uh, well, I've just filmed uh, episode thirty six, so that's gone out on the first of December. Um, I'm filming episode thirty seven soon, and yeah, so it's always the first of each month, and then throughout the month. Uh, we have some little clips from the episodes. If you don't want to watch the whole twenty odd minutes worth, you can kind of see some of the bits and bobs. The, the too long didn't read portion TLDR. Yeah, well, this is it. Well, so some people can't like sort of don't have the attention span to watch all twenty minutes worth. However, you are missing the best bits, which are in most people's cases scout tennis. <laughs> which, yeah, I I adore to bits, but I hate when I lose. So it's not it's not fair on that one. <laughs> um yeah so i i try i try there's some bits that don't uh split out and there's other bits that do you know so there's the woggle boxes or the top tips like sort of guide uh, guides to you know um an exclusive extended version of the 60 second scouter quiz quizzes so mm-hmm. i try to cut them out um but yeah you really want to you really need to watch the whole thing because yeah you miss out on some really cool <laughs> extra bits that i leave in there that no one gets to see in a few of the videos and on your website you refer to the orange army uh could you tell us a little bit more about that <laughs> yeah my my orange army so for the first like sort of three or four episodes i was kind of getting all the content myself messaging people all around the world trying to get bits and bobs together and then um someone gave me the bright idea of i needed st- people to do that for me so i have the orange army and they are a select bunch of people from all over the uk and actually i've got one in australia uh, one in america and they if they're going to events or anything like that they they try to tend to go out and get some clips for me mm-hmm. so that it's from groups that i maybe never ordinarily would have found on first facebook or places like that and yeah so they're really cool they're really nice people and usually they're the ones that will tell me you know of suggestions or ideas and then i'm also got my patrons as well so they uh, get involved with um, directions of how the show or themes or ideas i i get all these information all the all these like sort of ideas from other people steal them mm-hmm. and then say that they're mine <laughs>
I guess it's a, the best way to get all your content, then, eh? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so they're all hiding in the shadows, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not as many as I hoped there would be, but yeah, I, I pick them. So if someone obviously does some footage for me, they, it's actually quite good. I usually ask, you know, would you mind doing this more regularly? And then, yeah, I usually add them into the group, so... My orange army, they're out there somewhere. If there were any kind of people that were looking into kind of social media strategies and, and maybe you know, a social manager um, positions, would they be ideal candidates, people that are maybe looking into vlogging and things like that? And how do they get involved? Well, just message. Just um, like sort of message me at the end of the day. I can't do this all on my own, so I do need help. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll even if you have no um, like sort of qualifications or you just want to, basically, if you've got a phone, that's it. Most phones nowadays can do the same as um, high-end resolution cameras and, and that sort of camcorders. So yeah, if you've got a phone and you're quite happy to film some stuff here and there, then yeah, help me out. So the other thing that you uh, that you mentioned a couple of times on the website, and I think it was maybe prior to you launching, was uh, Mission Augie. Could you tell me who, well, who who is Augie and, and what is Mission Augie? <laughs> Augie is my mascot, who's a, a rainbow hedgehog, mm-hmm. who originally used to, in my, in my first year, hide in the background of every episode, so you had to find him. Okay. And then he decided that he was looking at all these people going all over the place in the world, so he actually physically went all around the world. He went to New Zealand, America. I think he went to Canada, actually. But yeah, he's, he's been he's been around. Went to Gibraltar quite a few times. And then he decided, well, obviously he's he's more popular than I am. <laughs> so he got his he got his own show, which is um he he gets four scouters randomly. He sends them missions that they have to obviously film themselves doing at home or wherever he decides them to do these missions. Mm-hmm. And then they come together in one place to see what first of all who they're competing against, because none of them know. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, they get points, depending on if they're better than the other um, like sort of contestants. So, yeah, we've just... Uh, series 1 started in October, and it ran for five episodes, and we had... Alex, Gareth, Jake, and Sean, and yeah, it was it was quite fun because um, what they also didn't realise was each one had a little twist. One of their missions, mm-hmm. so Jake had to do as many knots within five minutes, but all the others had the same mission except he had to do so every knot that he did, he had to do it in a different accent. Sean had to decorate a peg that had to go around the world. <laughs> Gareth had to, um, they all had to cook a meal that when they plated it looked, uh, you know, represented scouting. Um, Gareth had to then also film uh, cooking his meal, like the style of like a cook show. And then Alex got um, some missions that nobody else was set. So she had like sort of some extra missions where nobody even knew they existed. So yeah, it was, it was quite fun. Um, but the reason of a, a second season, I can't say as much as that, but there might be. <laughs> who knows? But if you haven't watched it, it's hilariously funny. I found that most people who either are in scouting or, or in, in most cases, aren't in scouting, they love that. They think it's hilarious because they don't need to have any background. They can just watch these four people 
trying to do silly tasks and yeah enjoy what they have to get up to yeah he definitely seems like a very colorful character and uh, in the videos uh... he is he doesn't talk much but he well he does actually he talk he has a has a welsh accent weirdly enough um <laughs> But he has he has had his own episode as well. He did earlier on this year. He did April's episode because the episode was all about mascots. Mm-hmm. So every single mascot um, that we could find around the UK and the world uh, appeared in that show, and that was that was quite fun. So I'd like to ask you some uh, quick campfire questions now, if that's okay with you. Yep, that's fine. As well, I suppose on the last one, as I've said, these are not pre-sent out or anything else so you've just got random questions fired at you and, and hopefully easy answers for you so um i'll fire that's all right i'm, I'm uh, that's all right I'm, I'm a random kind of guy so i'm looking forward to it <laughs> okay okay so I'll start off so uh we'll start off nice easy one normally do it for everybody which is uh your favorite camp meal so a breakfast lunch or dinner or supper but uh your favorite um eggy bread i love eggy bread now whether you can do that on a campfire or not i have no idea but <laughs> it has to be done on a campfire um, it would be probably apples, uh, take out the core and put in some sugar and raisins. They are delicious. It's like a, it's like an apple crumbly type thing. So that's nice. Okay. That's a unique one. So what, what color is your necky that you usually wear? Ooh, I, I wear a different neckerchief every single episode, but my, <laughs> my, my original group neckerchief. So when I was obviously a cub leader was tartan. All right. It was Royal Stewart. Royal Stewart Tartan. I think there's a local group actually that's got that. Anyway, quick questions. Um, <laughs> yes. Is it a necky, a necker, or a scarf? Um, it is a, a necker for me. It's a Halstuhl in Germany. Um, it's I I did an epi- Well, I did a, a thing in one of my episodes, so I know all of the different variations around the world. Um, but it's a necker, uh, a neck necker for me. I'll uh, I'll link that up the the video that you do that in. Um, do you use a woggle or a friendship knot with your necky? Uh, I woggle. I don't still cannot do a friendship <laughs> knot. Um, what colour is your sleeping bag? <laughs> I wish I could say it was orange, but it's uh, blue. Um, oh, there's um, well, it's a black and orange one. There's a Van Gogh one that I use. It's black and beautiful colour on the out and on the inside, but unfortunately, it's only on the inside. Anyway, um, <laughs> so what is the um the best beaver cub or scout or explorer challenge badge in your mind? Oh my goodness me. Um, <laughs> astronomy cub badge uh, Onicus it's yeah it's all about space and science and all that jazz so I, I love I love looking at the stars so yeah what is your uh, favourite or your best scouting or outdoor related purchase ooh that's a toughie um, ooh I know it's the pillar that I use it's a little small pillar that I pack away and every time I go in my sleeping bag yeah it's quite nice to have a pillar we'll go for the last one um who should i interview next <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh um well there's either poppy presents she does uh, a youtube she's an explorer scout and she's going on the jamboree uh tim kids you could always go with obviously a scout ambassador as well um i don't want to brag but i've already had steve backshaw in the show uh, <laughs> But yeah, those are some options for you. Perfect. Thank you. I'll approach all of them. <laughs> I've actually approached one of them already, which is uh, which is reassuring. But anyway, okay, look. So that's you. You've passed your quick campfire questions. Well done. Woohoo! I genu- genuinely don't know how you feel it, but you might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back to Scoutadelic. So, um, how, um, I mean, how can how can leaders become involved in Scoutadelic so actively or passively? Obviously, it's a, a kind of 
on YouTube, but uh, where, where can they get involved? Uh, you can get involved in many, many different places, and um, every episode has that many different ways to get involved. So I always envision Scoutadelic for every single person to try to get involved. So whether you don't want to send in a photo, but you just want a message, then there's always um, an Oggy segment uh, where he is or, or so on and so forth. Uh, if you do want to send in a photo, there's usually like um, a word of the month or uh, like sort of, you know, what what you're getting up to. So you can send in a photo of what your group's getting up to. Um, then if you want to video, then yeah, um, you can intro the show. You can do woggle boxes, top tips, anything like that. So yeah, Scoutadelic is open for anyone, whether you don't want to send photos to photos to actually being on camera. Or in some cases, uh, we get a lot of leaders who maybe don't want to be on camera, but happy and got obviously approval from parents to film their section or their group or their kids um, or young people, as we're supposed to say. And yeah, if, um, even by doing that, they also earn a badge because kind of in my head, they've contributed. If they didn't press record on their phone or their camera or whatever they use, I wouldn't have got that clip to begin with. So they earn that way. And they, I do uh, three different types of badges. So there's mm-hmm. the one show badge, which means that you've participated in one episode. Uh, there's the six show badge, which means you've actually participated in six different episodes. And then there's the 12th show badge, which at the moment, I think about five people in the whole of the world actually own right now. <laughs> Are these are they kind of occasional style badges? Are they are they kind of um, activity style badges on on the side of the arm? Yeah, they're they're, they're round badges, but as they're unofficial, mm-hmm. then it's up to obviously your group or your section as to whether they can be sewn on uniform or hoodie or whatever. But quite nice to earn them. Um, I'm up to thirty six, but we don't do a badge for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Anyway, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you. Talking about badges, you've also got a, a vlogger badge and I believe some others. Is that right? Yeah, we do. Uh, so I, when I first started, I always wanted Scoutadelic to be for anyone aged um, like sort of four to 104. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what your age is. We're all scouts in some way or form. And a friend of mine who appears in episode three as my co-host um, was discussing how when you go to say... A district meeting you if you don't know the person you don't talk to them then wouldn't it be great if us as leaders had badges to show what we did or what we enjoyed mm-hmm. so it got me thinking of actually skills badges this is long before skills for life ever started so I thought wouldn't that be great to have a skills badge where if someone's really good at something or really enjoys doing something that they can actually wear it and it meant that if you are a leader and you're at an event and you say you want to take your cubs or scouts climbing but you don't know how to do it or what to do it and you see someone with a climbing badge well you go up to them and talk to them and ask them those questions Mm -hmm. and that's where the idea Mm -hmm. of the skills badges came from at the moment we've got the vlogger blogger badge because obviously i'm a vlogger Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. therefore obviously it made sense to have a badge just for that and then we currently have, thanks to Alex Peace Gadsby, we have the Entrepreneur's Badge. Mm-hmm. Can you because, tell me about, about, about that? Yeah, um, so it was part of Mission Oggy. She had to come up with a badge idea that was unique on the spot within a minute. 
So she came up with an entrepreneur because she herself in her main job is an entrepreneur. And she she was so passionate about it that within after watching the video, I, I had to make it. So I spoke to Charlotte at Paw Print Badges who made a design. We got it rushed through actually to be made so that when I saw her, uh, when we all got together, um, I could actually show the badge. But the idea is that anyone, um, so whether it's uh, as a group or an individual, if they have an idea, um, mostly for all these people that are doing the jamboree, you know, if they've got some really wild ideas as to how to make money, then this badge is for them because the society should be all about uh, thinking about ideas outside of a box. So you've got um, a group that actually has made some amazing um, cake stencils. Um, so that is obviously the, fle- the new fleur de you know, branding that uh, the UK Scouts have. And they made it so that, um, you know, when you baked cookies, you could obviously press this in and it had the symbol on it. And they did this by 3D printing and they were selling it and it got really good to a point where the Scout Association now sells their actual uh, cookie cutter in the official Scout shop. Um, So they're doing entrepreneurial things that they didn't even think they probably could or would. So that's part of the entrepreneur. It's the badges, you know, thinking of ideas that will make money. So, you know, how can you fundraise? What things could you do? Mm. And that's how you could obviously earn that badge. Vlogger blogger is obviously, do you have a vlog or do you blog? You know, whether it's visual or word driven, do you do something online that actually promotes scouting? You know, so if you're a group, do you do like like I did? I started doing uh, weekly vlogs. Uh, I got sometimes the cubs to have the camera and actually go off and explore and record stuff. And I edited together. Or if you're an explorer section, you know, you could get the, you could teach the explorers, well, how do you edit or what angles could you get? So it's all these different types of ideas. And so I'm giving hopefully something that can be introduced into your normal uh, nights, but it's also something away from the normal scouting badges that you can currently get. So apologies, lost my train of thought again. I'm looking at the badges. <laughs> so, That's all right. That's okay. Wondering how I can integrate things. <laughs> well, this is it, and it, it gives you a few ideas. And I think you know, it's like uh, for the entrepreneur badge, for example, uh, you could do like a dragon's den night. So it doesn't have to be that they do the thing. It could be that they come up with an idea, um, or uh, like Alex suggests, give each group group ten pounds and give them a month to try to actually make that £10 more. Mm-hmm. So they could do um, like a bake sale. So they could buy all the ingredients for £10 and see if they could actually sell it to make more money. And then if they made more money, would they then put that back into getting more ingredients to make more? How, you know, what what could they do? So you could actually have it. So it's a challenge across a month or a week. How much more could you actually make? So it's little ideas like that that would earn them, in my eyes, that um, entrepreneur's badge. Yeah, definitely. I think there was an entrepreneur program um, or an entrepreneur badge by by the Scouts a while back, a couple of years back. But um, There was, but it was discontinued. Yeah, that's a shame because it's something I think, it, yeah, it should be pushed. It's a skill for life. <laughs> Exactly, but that's that's why we have these um, like sort of skills badges because it 
it's also not focusing on one section, whereas like the Entrepreneur's Badge, when it came out with the Scout Association, was aimed at the explorers. But you also have Cub Scouts that have got wild imaginations, beavers that can possibly, you know, fair enough, it's not going to be billionaire type uh, entrepreneurialism. Mm -hmm. But if you start them that early, you know, thinking what could they do or how could they earn money or what, you know, what, what can they do with it? Then, you know, in later life, Hopefully they'll remember you as a leader. So when they are a millionaire, <laughs> give you a, you know a few, a few extra bits of money your way or to the group that they um, obviously started with. So we could uh, full circle back and uh, and talk about that they'll donate that one hour a week again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Or if they can't donate one hour a week, one thousand pounds a week. It's, you know, one or, one or the other. Just a little bit of small change. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Definitely. That's great. So it's been absolutely great talking to you. Hopefully catch up soon. But uh, could you let everybody know where they can where they can find more about Scoutadelic, uh, Mission Augie, when season two is hopefully around the corner um, and, and everything else? Where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me on YouTube mainly. So type in Scoutadelic. So it's Scout and then Ah and then Delic. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter. I've got Instagram. Um, I also have my patron page, so that's if, because um, obviously I use all my money that I do uh, working uh, to pay for Scoutadelic, so I've now set up a Patreon page in which people can pay minimum of like sort of £1.30 a month. Mm-hmm. That will help me cover costs for like train fares or, you know, going to different events. And yeah, so far I've got 11 amazing patrons who get to see some of the early stuff, you know, when Mission Oggies may next come out, um, extra content that isn't in the episodes. So, yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of uh, different things, but you can get me all over the place. I'm usually on Facebook, usually asking people to record things for me. Um, but you can find me anywhere um, and just give me a shout and say hello or, you know, be a part of my Orange Army or Scoutadelic at some point. Perfect. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I appreciate it. That's all right. Thank you. Again, I'd like to thank Mike for joining me and tell me all about Scoutadelic and his story. Please jump on over to BehindScouting.com where you'll find all the links to the Scoutadelic stuff, including their YouTube channel, links to their Facebook and Instagram, and Mike's favourite camping items. I'm hoping we can get Mike on in the future to follow up on how Augie is doing and what Mike has been up to. I'd like to take a moment to thank everybody for listening and supporting Behind Scouting. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music or your podcasting app of choice or find us on Instagram and Facebook. Both are named Behind Scouting.